Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Ditch Decade Diets Podcast. I am your host, Lorna Perozo, certified food freedom coach and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over-exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, this is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of TN Teachings. Yeah. I've got my husband with me, and husband. yeah, and we're super excited to chat with you guys today. So last night, Andrew and I were on the couch, and we were just chatting because that's what we do. We drink our tea. We like drink tea in the morning, and then we drink tea in the evening, yes. and it's so cute. And we were sitting on the couch, and we were just talking about our businesses and you guys know Andrew and I have our own business and the way that we run our businesses are actually pretty different um, in the way that we do things. I absolutely love social media. You guys know, like I do lives, I do TikToks, I'm on Instagram, I'm on, you know, podcast and all these things. And Andrew runs his business very differently, but they're both successful. And the reason I want to share this with you guys today and how this relates to you and your relationship with food is it's not about what you're eating. It's not about the workouts that you're doing necessarily, but it's about finding something that you enjoy, finding something that's sustainable for you because all workouts can work. All type, all different ways of eating can work, but what's going to be the approach that you're excited about? What's going to be the approach that you can actually maintain, right? So, you know, some people do really well eating large meals less frequently throughout the day. They're like, that's what makes me feel my best. Maybe you have a job where you can't, you know, just eat every hour. You know, maybe you are in back-to-back meetings or you, you know, you have these long, you know, these long, um, hours where you can't necessarily just like have a snack when you want. Right. And then you might be somebody who does better, even just digestion wise. Like I need to eat smaller meals more frequently throughout the day. Right. But so often it's like, but, but what's the right approach, but what's, what's the approach that's going to be best. And sometimes it's like, we believe that there is like this perfect way to eat. And even, you know, I was listening to a podcast um, last night and then into this morning, um, just about like gut health and nutrition. And it's like, from one person to the next, you're going to hear all these different things. Like, you know, don't eat at this time, start eating at this. Like there's so much information and how, you know, truly what the best approach is going to be for you is by checking in with how it feels. Like for me, I know, like, I can't wait until 12 o'clock to eat. Like I can't, we wake up at five 30. I am not going to wait seven, like five hours until my first meal. I get hungry, but you'll see other people, let's say preaching intermittent fasting, but 
the reason why it might be working for them is they literally don't get hungry in the morning. Like, so it's actually almost like interfering with their schedule if they have to stop and have breakfast. They're like, I literally don't even think about food, right? But if you're struggling with your relationship with food, that's probably not the case. And a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just going to push through. Like I used to do this. I'm like, I would wake up 5, 5.30 and I'd be like starving at seven o'clock. And I'm like, I just got to push through. I just got to push through because look at other people. They don't eat until this certain time. And I was dying. So I realized quickly, like I need to eat in the morning. You know, I need to have something in the morning. So there's so many different approaches out there. And you have to stop worrying about what your friend's doing, your mom's doing, your friend. Like it does, honestly, it literally does not even matter because even if somebody has done something and they've lost weight and they look amazing, you might try that same approach and you hate it and it doesn't work for you. But what you do is you blame yourself. What's wrong with me? Why can't I stick to it? Like there must be something wrong with me, but maybe you haven't considered that it's the approach that's not appropriate for your body. I think the, I think the biggest aspect of it is when people are searching for solutions for themselves, the first place that they start looking is, well, what has worked for someone else? And that's not the first step in your journey to finding what works for you. This is a, and the hardest part is sometimes it's trial and error, right? Like Lorna talks about, you know, trying to eat first thing in the morning or trying to eat later on in order for you to understand your body, you're going to have to try different things. And that means that you're actually going to have to attempt and probably fail a few different times for you to say, this works for me. But instead, what we want to do is we say, I want to skip the failure and I want to go straight to the result. So I'm going to look at someone else's result. Yep. And you didn't see their failures. You didn't see what they tried. You didn't see the effort that they put in. All you see is what works currently on a surface level. And there are mm-hmm. so many different things to that. Different things like their digestion might be different. Their age might be different. Diet might be different hormones might be different. There's so much to it that if you just take on the surface level, they got this result by doing X, I can do the same. You lose on the trial and error that actually creates more body awareness. Mm -hmm. The majority of people now are not intuitive with their body because they want to skip that so they can go straight to the solution. And then once they have a solution, they're almost like confused when it stops working or when it's like, but I don't understand why I'm seeing this and not seeing that. It's like, because you're not intuitive at all. You're just doing something for the end result instead of actually to feel and understand how your body operates. Mm -hmm. Because just like, you know, me and Lorna's businesses run differently, but they're successful. We're two totally different people. The way we approach relationships is different. The way that we approach our lifestyles is totally different. The things that we do for activity is also different. And yet we're, we're two very active people. We're two very healthy people. So you have to find your own groove and be confident in that and not always be looking at, oh, you know, this person looks like this because they're doing something different. Yeah. Like, for example, Andrew loves running and I don't really enjoy it. And I've tried, like, you know, I'll sometimes go like once a week with you, Mm -hmm. like maybe, but if I'm like, 
okay, like I have to run now because, oh, I saw this person on social media and she looks amazing and she's starting to run a marathon. So like, if that's what she's doing and, and she looks this way, then I need to start running. Right. But I would do it and I probably wouldn't be consistent with it. I probably wouldn't like, I wouldn't be enjoying it. And then it's like, then you're on track and then you're off track and then you're on track and you're off track. Right. So it's like, for me, like I bought myself a bike yesterday. Did I share that at the beginning? Right. Uh, I can't remember. I think you did. Well, anyways, you guys, I bought myself a bike and I'm so excited. Wait, hang on a second. You bought yourself a bike? Oh, sorry. You bought, you bought me a bike. Whoa. <laughs> Happy birthday. birthday. Me. I know. I know. I'm so I bought myself to... a bike. I was like, yeah. oh, did you? <laughs> we bought, he bought me a bike, um, which I'm so Mrs. excited Mrs. about. Birthday, yes. yes. Early birthday. Actually. Early birthday. <laughs> and he got me a helmet because got to protect the brain. Yeah. The noggin. Yes. Um, but it's like, for me, like, I'm so excited to ride my bike. Like Andrew didn't buy a bike because he's not really interested in that. Right. Like, so it's, it's not like there is this magical approach. And like Andrew said, you do need to try to figure out what's going to be best for you. Like I, and I'm sure you guys have done so many different things. Right. But a lot of the times it's like, you look at your past and you've seen what gave you results and you believe that that's what you have to do. So when I was tracking calories and macros, yeah, sure. I was in a smaller body. And when I, you know, let's say I fell off track or whatever, went on vacation or whatnot, I would tell myself, okay, to get back on track, I have to go back to tracking macros because that was the thing that got me results. But the reality is, is macro tracking, like it didn't work for me because I was on and then I was off and then I'd be tracking and then three o'clock in the afternoon, I'd stop tracking and it made me obsessed with food and it made me so anxious the whole time. So it's like, you have to even redefine what you believe works. Like I could, I could say like, yeah, tracking macros worked in terms of like getting me into a smaller body but it didn't work because I was still obsessed with food. I was still feeling guilty the whole time. I was, you know, just so obsessed with everything. Right. And I couldn't, I couldn't keep doing it. So that's another thing as well, too. It's like, even if something quote unquote worked in the past, you might have a different lifestyle now, even, you know, before maybe you used to be able to work out at 5am every single day before going to work. But now your schedules change or now like things are different. So maybe you have to, you know, only like work out maybe three times per week in the evening because that's when you can, right? Or maybe you now have a job where you're working from home and maybe that changes how frequently you're eating. But you can't say, well, before when I lost weight, I was eating five small meals per day. And now like, that's what I have to keep doing because your body is going to change, right? Like your lifestyle is going to change. And sometimes preferences change. Like I know that like, you know, before I used to do the whole, like, you know, smaller meals less frequently throughout the day. And it's like, now, like I can't have a small meal. Like it's not enough for me. Like I have to have larger meals. That's kind of more of my preference. Right. So it's like, you have to really check in with yourself 
And just because you've done something once before doesn't mean you, you, you know, you can't try something different. And I really encourage you guys when you're trying to figure out this approach that works best for you is to stop focusing on what's going to help me lose the weight. Like how does certain, like what eating approach is good for your energy is good for your digestion, right? Like some people can't do larger meals because they're like, I feel so bloated. I feel so heavy. But then some people can't do smaller meals because that's also sometimes taxing on the body. So like you have to ask yourself, how do I feel after eating a large meal? Do I feel heavy? Do I feel lethargic? Or do I feel very energized and satisfied? And it's actually so much better for me because then I don't have to worry about eating again in like an hour. Like I can give myself more space, right? So that's something to think about as well too, like energy, mood, um, even for your workouts, like what style of exercise is going to make you feel your best? I used to do chronic out, like long hour sessions on the treadmill, on the elliptical. And then I used to do like hard, I thought I used to do insanity, like these hardcore hit workouts literally every single day. And now, like, I don't do that every single day because that is very hard on your hormones, right? But it's like, oh, but that's what I used to do. So, like, that's what I think I have to do. But it's like, then you have more wisdom to be like, oh, maybe that actually isn't the best approach for me. I think people, whenever they're making choices, you either think it, I must have this versus this. Yeah. So, like, in order for me to have, the weight that I want or the body that I want, that can't, like, I can't have a good relationship with food or I can't have food freedom or a way that I can eat flexibly. It's always this versus this. And what I think both of us would want you to consider is how can you have this and, and this? So how can you say to yourself, how can I have the best version of who I am still having food freedom because you can have both. And there are people every single day who look great, feel great, have really great relationships with food, and they have both. We always think that either we don't deserve to have both at the same time or that having both at the same time is not possible because not for us. Like or it has, it has to be a struggle. Exactly. But yeah. the reality is, is like you can have both. You can have both. It's just a matter of how do you have both? Not, is it this one or is it that one? Because this is how you start, end up uh, going into this diet hopping process, right? Yeah. Where you're always this versus that, always choosing the next thing and you give up what's working for you. And then all of a sudden you're, you're back in a state where you're not happy with where you are. Because yeah. you're always compromising instead of saying, look, I can have both. I deserve to have both at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. So I think like, you know, have fun with this because sometimes it can feel, sometimes it could feel like you have to box yourself into one approach. So what I mean by that is like, okay, well, I either have to do the keto or I have to do intermittent fasting, or I have to do macro tracking. Like you feel like you have to be part of something. And I, I felt this way. Like I felt like I needed to be doing a specific diet that everyone else was doing. Cause if everyone else is doing it, well, then it must work, but don't be afraid to customize things. Like I even saw somebody talking about like uh, 75 hard. Okay. 
I've, we've never done that, but you know, somebody was like, I'm going to create my own version of 75 hard where I, you know, do this and I do this. So it's, it's, it's not the exact thing. People always get black and white, but you can take certain things from maybe specific, you know, even diets that you've done in the past and be like, okay, from whole, whole 30, I'm going to start adding in my, adding in more whole foods into my diet. You know, maybe from keto, what you really liked was like, Hey, you realize that like your body really enjoys healthy fats, but you don't have to go to the extreme. And like, it has to be so perfect. You know what I mean? Like you guys know, I'm not about diets. I don't recommend any, any diet, but it's like, how can you craft something that's actually going to be customized to you? You don't have to fit yourself into a box and do the exact thing, but we think we do. Cause it's like perfectionist, you know, like even with my workouts, you guys, like one day I'll lift weights, then I'm going to yoga, then I walk and then, I'll, and I'm going to go biking. And then I, at my yoga studio, I tried like different yoga classes, like stretching, sleepy yoga. Andrew calls it sleepy yoga. Sleepy baby. Then I do power flow. And then I do a very deep stretch. Like I, I love flexibility. You don't have to be boxed in to one type of style of workout or one type of style of eating. Like don't box yourself in, don't label yourself, you know, like even when it comes to, I can go on and on with this, but like even certain things of like, like an example, it's like, I'm vegan. Let's just say, okay. Let's say you like box yourself into this instead of boxing yourself into that. It's like, I prefer eating this way because God forbid you eat something that's not vegan or not gluten-free. It's like, you're going to freak out. But versus like, for me, I have to be mindful of gluten and dairy sometimes because of my stomach, but I never say like, Oh, I'm gluten-free. I'm just like, I'm, I'm mindful of it. Right. So that if I do eat it, sometimes I'm not like, oh, shit. And if I don't eat it, sometimes like it's fine. Right. So I think like also like the labels and like boxing yourself in is an important thing to talk about. Yeah. People fall in love with the labels because they feel like the moment they they declare that that's who they are, that it's going to like automatically fix the problem. Like a label and a title and and all of those different like calling yourself like a keto warrior, a vegan, all that stuff like it doesn't change the fact that you're still working on your food that you're still doing. So like just scrap all of that. You, you really don't need to, to operate that way for you to see a result or for you to feel good. And, and that's the pro that's the, like, if you were to look up the word intuitive, it, it means instinctual acting on instinct, not making all of these micromanaged choices where you're like a, one almond, three quarters of a piece of spinach. Like we're not doing that because that's not on instinct. We're not doing that on instinct. Yeah. What is your body instinctually asking for? That's being intuitive. And that's in, in all forms, right? Like it, physical, mental, emotional, it, it's how can you bring it back to its raw basics? And it's just one last point here about like the intuition and stuff. Like it's so interesting. Like you know, even when you are like, even when you're like either planning meals or you're planning to go out for dinner and you're like looking at the menu ahead of time, like this is what I'm going to order. Like you don't know in three days if you're going to crave that. 
you know? And it's like, that's why Andrew and I, honestly, we don't plan our meals. Like I cook and I just throw it in the fridge and then whatever I feel like I eat that day. And sometimes for dinner, I'm having like oatmeal. Sometimes for dinner, I'm having eggs. Like sometimes I'm like, I'm going to have what, like whatever. It doesn't really matter. But like, if you're like planning everything to a T of like, this is my snack on Thursday. Like I never, how, like you literally don't even know what you're going to be craving on Thursday. Like I just, you know, it's like, I used to do that. And now I'm like, what do I feel like? Sometimes I'm like, I literally just got back from a walk and it was super hot outside. I need something really refreshing. Like I need a huge bowl of fruit. Or sometimes I'm like, I don't feel like eating like an actual meal, like vegetables or like protein. I'm like, I want some like yogurt, you know? So it's like, there's always, you know, your, your body sends you these signals, but you can't listen to your signals if you're like pre-planning in advance. So that's something to consider as well too. So I like that. Yeah. So hopefully this will give you some permission to release your rigid, tight grip of control and stop putting yourself in a box and really craft and customize the most perfect plan for yourself because things can work and you got to find the best solution for you. So yeah. Hashtag truth. Hashtag truth. Yes. (laughs) So thank you guys for hanging out with us today. Have an amazing rest of your day and we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.